live or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank God. If it was live, we'd never be able to do this. <laughs> uh, you haven't met our other co-host, Pat. That's you'd know why we can't do live. Um, <laughs> See that you're born an Italian if you want your life to be great. See that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. From the moment you're a small bambino, you eat pizza, you drink vino. Then they make you roly-poly. You get stuffed with ravioli. If your mama's a paisano, you will have the world on a plate. So see that you're born in Italiano and your life will be great. And your life will be great if you are lucky enough to be an Italiano. And I know the people in this room are. I am John Viola welcoming you back to the Italian American podcast. And uh, once again, I get to have the great pleasure of having next to me my favorite partner, uh, Ms. Rosella Rago. Ro, welcome back. It's great to be back. And we are joined today by a celebrity contractor of HGTV's Love It or List It and Brother vs. Brother, Eric Aramita, proud Italian-American from Staten Island. Staten, Italy. That's right. We're in the house. Staten, (laughs) Italy's in the house today. The most Italian section of the United States, I think, by uh, per capita, if you isolate it out. I mean, it's definitely the most Italian part of New York today. Yeah, absolutely. It's got to feel real nice to live amongst uh, your own uh, in such a great number. It is. It is. As a matter of fact, I live in an area. Uh, I moved into my wife's area, and she has 46 first cousins wow. that live wow. in a five-block radius. Holy wow. So talk Man, about bro. Italian. Wow, 46. Wow. That's yes. a tribe. That's a tribe. How, how many uh, aunts and uncles does she have? Uh, it's quite a few. Uh, my in-laws migrated from uh, Castellamato del Golfo oh, in Sicily. Yeah. And my father-in-law was a uh, general contractor in the area, Joe Ligotti. And he actually carved out the roads in the area and built homes. So when everybody started moving from Italy, everybody started moving into that area. That's a compound. Yeah, it's a compound. That's That's John's dream. dream. That's my dream, yeah. Yeah. I I, I need more cousins. An Italian-American compound. You can't do anything without somebody knowing Oh, no, 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 no. I had to get used to locking my door, (laughs) but it it, it was always open. Do they just come in? They They just just come in. Find somebody, like, in his underwear on your couch? Oh, yeah, it happened to me when we first got married. Yeah? That's so Italian. That's very Italian. That's that is true, yeah. When yeah. I was little, like, we would uh, we would have holidays, and just at, at a certain point, my Uncle Joe would disappear and just be upstairs in my bed, just <laughs> taking a nap, no pants, <laughs> like, yeah. just snoring. Per- personal space is not our strength. Yeah, we don't have boundaries. No, it no. takes a little getting used to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. yeah. Not for everybody. This is no. what these, uh, that the Americans have never understood about our people, I think. They have this great sense of, like, this is your space, go out, my son, conquer your own land. And we're like, no, move next door, <laughs> or better yet, upstairs, you know. Yeah, Brother, yeah, I live next door to my mother-in-law. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we share yards. Uh, the dog goes back and forth. Absolutely. Kids go back and forth. But that's free child care. Oh, absolutely. It's babysitting. Yeah, tribal, she doesn't want anything to do it anymore. But tribal good. benefits. <laughs> well, your kids are older, though. Yeah. Yeah, so you're done. Yeah, you're done yeah. with that part. It's good. You grew up in Staten Island? Grew up in Staten Island, uh, the Grasmere section of Staten Island, which is by the Verrazano Bridge. And when I got married, I'll be married 20 years this year in February. 
and I moved to the southern part of Staten Island. It's called the South Shore. I met my wife, and we live now on the block that she was born on. Oh, wow. that's so nice. All right, so we're original Staten Island. On the Island compound. Is. Yeah, basically on, on the compounds. compound. <laughs> Are you Sicilian as well? I'm half Sicilian, half Navalidon. A lot of people like me. But if you ask my in-laws, I'm Sicilian. <laughs> that's, <good. laughs> that's so funny. My mom's, Sicil- my mom's half Sicilian. Her dad's Sicilian. And uh, it was a big deal for my grandmother's father, whose parades, like, th- it did not go over well. And my dad's mom, she has had three kids, uh, my dad, my aunt, and my uncle. All three married someone who was at least partially Sicilian. And uh, when my grandmother was passing, I went to see her in the hospital. We knew it was going to be the end, and the priest is there, and I was very close to my grandmother. And I'm leaning over and holding her hand, and everybody's praying. And she pulls me in, and... She says, I want to tell you something. I said, what, Grandma? She said, whatever you do, don't marry a Sicilian. I said, Grandma, <laughs> I'm a Sicilian. My mother, my uncle, my aunt. So, yeah, so it was her last advice to me. That's my grandmother. Oh, last word of advice. So I take it worth a grain of salt. I, I love my Sicilian heritage. But oh, absolutely. Sicily, aye, beautiful. Aye, aye. Oh, it's a special place. Yes. Really special place. So what made you uh, break into the contracting business? Well, my father was in contracting his entire life. Uh, I shouldn't say that. He, he was in contracting after I was born. And I was always in design. So I had the, the design. I was going into school for interior design and fashion at the time. And he needed help with the business. So I never wound up going and wound up taking over the family business, basically. Wow. So it's uh, quite some time ago now. And um, I went from renovations to building new construction from new construction opening up an interior design studio and all along the course of the way i owned the glass and mirror company on top of it all wow. so i had uh you know it was like the triple threat basically yeah. and uh, i was a very busy guy and, and of course you were doing you were doing what you do for a very long time before you you ended up on television because you know people like to think that things happen like that overnight but oh, really yeah, yeah. behind it's the scenes you know it, i always say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success oh absolutely that's like uh, people look at me on the show and say wow it takes you a half hour to uh, renovate a home yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> i do have some questions about that actually that's on my list of stuff i th- how i got into television was my clients kept saying you need to try out for one of these shows everybody else has it uh, you have what it takes you have what it takes Listen, we're Italian-Americans from New York. You don't get any more real than that. That's true. Right. So, it's, uh, so I tried out for my first show, believe it or not, and I made it onto a show on NBC called American Dream Builders. Flew out to Universal Studios. They had me on the lock and key, basically. You weren't allowed out of the hotel room. Oh, until yeah, they don't let you, you talk they, to, to other you, people. You can't even speak yeah, to anyone. Yeah, yeah. And I had made it onto the show, made it to the final round, but it took a really long time for them to put the show together. And by the time they did put it together, I was so busy with work. It actually took them two years. Wow. So, right. So it took, it, I don't whatever issues they were having. And by that time, I had renovations underway, and it was impossible. I had to pass. Yeah. The, the show went on. That was around the month of October of no, August of 2013, around October of that same year, I got a telephone call from a casting company that represented HGTV. And I initially told them uh, that I wasn't interested because I was so busy and I've been down that road. It was, you know, the, a, lot, a lot of back and forth. My wife turns around and says, ask him where the casting is. And I says, oh, it's uh, up on 51st Street in Manhattan. I says, all right, you know what, I'll go. Yeah. So I walked in with my paperwork and said, look, you know, I'm the real deal, guys. I don't know what you really have going on. And there were many, many people there in many cities they had done this in. 
And before you know it, I made it through that, and they called me a week later, and I made it through uh, another round, and then I made it to the final round, and they called me up and says, congratulations, you made it <laughs> on to Brother versus Brother with the Property wow. Brothers. That's amazing. You're uh, going to uh, L.A. in January. Don't make any plans. And That's I'm like, all wow. right. Uh, so it was a competition show, and uh, they you were supposed to be gone for seven weeks, but every week someone had gotten eliminated. eliminated. Yeah. Well, I told my wife, I'll see you in seven weeks. Hmm. So she says, what do you mean? She says, it's a competition. I said, yeah, I'll see you in seven weeks. I says, I'm making it all the way through. I made it all the way through. Ultimately, I did not win the kitty. Let's say there was a a grand prize at the end. I made runner-up, but ultimately I won. God bless. So I had gotten signed with, uh, just to fast forward a little bit, had signed with uh, HGTV for Love It or List It. They had moved it from Toronto to the States. And I worked in North Carolina for the past five years, almost five years, and almost 70 episodes I did for them. That's incredible. Yeah, so so they do every house that they that they love or list is in the North Carolina market? From anyone that I'm on mm. uh, until now, I, I currently have stepped aside this year on the show to go after my own. So it's... Uh, so the... Anything that I'm on on Love It or List it has been shot in the North Carolina area. Raleigh, Durham, in the oh. Triangle. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Well, I mean, there's so much, so much building going on there. Well, those oh, shows yeah. move around. So, like, they, they pick an area for a while, and then they kind of can move on or move through it. Well, you know what it is, too? It's uh, affordable. Yeah, that's true. The, the, you know, you yeah. uh, homes in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, even that's the Bronx true. now. Oh, my God, you're budget. Budget. <laughs> Right. You're, you're, can you imagine? Right. You're not and on a budget. Every, everybody, that would be so funny because, like, everybody would want the same. be like, I want Carrera marble <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> We should you do know, an Italian version. That'd yeah, be amazing. We, Eric should host like the Italian American renovation show, yeah. and it would just be like the extra extraness. Yeah, of Sicilian mausoleum. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Instead of, instead of pimp, or Roman, pimp my ride. You can call it Gild my house. Yeah, yeah right. My my mother had so much gold leaf in her house that I used to tease her that if you stood still long enough, you too would become gold because sometimes the gold leaf would flake off, and you find it in your hair, you find it on your shoulders. Oh but yeah, she's got it everywhere. It, it looked like the Caesar's the Caesar's palace in Vegas. Italian Americans love them some gold, you know, moldings, accents. Oh, yeah. What, what is it? What, what do you think it is about our I, people and our <laughs> aesthetic? I don't know, but my mother would find a statue and she would paint it gold. I'm like, Ma, what did you do? There were other colors. Why is it gold? Huh? Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's just. It's so true. We just love that stuff. My father in law has fountains in the backyard that are just like, uh, where did you, wh- why? I, Where'd you find it? I don't know. Yeah, right. He's got go- one of like a, a little boy helping a little girl <laughs> into um like a water fountain, and it looks a little funny yeah, from yeah, a certain yeah, angle. I know. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> did you ever go to Saratoga up by the racetrack? Yeah. So we go up there. It's actually beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Yeah. But it's a very kind of conservative architectural town, right? Yes. It's very Georgian and a lot of brick houses and some beautiful homes that a lot of these old money American industrial families built. And if you go up the main street of Broadway, there's this one house that just looks like it exploded out of, like, the ground. And you just know it's Italian people there. I mean, I I haven't fact-checked, but uh, my gut tells me 99% it's an Italian house because it's got 10 fountains on the property. Balustrade. Yes, it's unbelievable. You can tell when it's an Italian house. Oh, absolutely. You can tell by the door. You can tell by, you know, the the gardening. Yeah. We could just, they're, they're giveaways. That's our show. We could get Medigon people who want a nicer house than they can afford, and we say, you're going to get it, but it's got to look Italian. And yeah, see yeah, how, they, how they last. 
navigate the columns and the statues. A little Bas Lagar in the front. <laughs> yes, yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> a shrine. Yeah, yeah. A shrine, absolutely. St. Anthony. You need, a, you need a house to cover the shrine. Remember that? I, I was walking on... Se- there's one house on 79th Street by off of New Utrecht Avenue that has, like, a little house yeah, sure to house Jesus. That's fantastic. And, st- and I, I'm like, that's brilliant. It is. You know? It's like we, we put it out there so we know we can find each other. Yeah, I mean, it's covered, <laughs> like, it's, it's not gorgeous. I mean, it's aluminum, but it... it you know, yeah, it, with it plastic on it. Yeah, yeah it does yeah. the job. You know, that's whatever works, right? <laughs> so while you were on the show, while you were on Love It or List It, you were gone for weeks at a time. And how did that affect, you know, the Italian American part of your life? How did you have Sunday dinner? <sighs> it was hard. It, 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 we made it work. My wife and I made it work. Okay, my kids got a little older, so you know, it, it made it. It made times a little easier i would come home on a weekly basis so i would fly out on say a saturday or sunday night or if i you know could schedule it to where i'd fly out on a monday fly back on a friday so i did what i had to do during the course of the week flew home for every basketball game communion party wedding everything that i needed to do missed a few here and there but we made it work so it was, a, it was a lot of traveling. I said, uh, you know, it was like me taking the bus. It was taking yeah. the plane. <laughs> so it was, you know, just got used to the path. A Newark is near me. So you go to Newark and back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would got to the point where I said to my wife, I'll call you when I land. Yeah. Just I'll hang out, get a cup of coffee, yeah. and then come pick me up. I yeah, get yeah. that feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I did six years in Washington to, at the National Italian American Foundation. It was a dream okay. job for me to be able to – you know, run this gigantic Italian organization. I wasn't going to pass it up, but I was dating my now wife at the time and had my family here, and I just didn't want to really leave Brooklyn full-time, so I just drove back and forth from D.C. every oh, weekend, wow. you know, four hours, and yeah. I timed it out, and I knew how to time It's just like it's you learn how to do it. Oh, know? yeah, you learn how to do it. I mean, if uh, D.C.'s four, and the four hours is not that bad until you hit D.C. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's... I drove in the middle of the night. I always drove Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's not too, too bad. Yeah. Uh, it took me... To drive took me seven and a half hours. That's a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's why I did it only when we broke for, let's say, the Christmas holidays or for we broke for maybe summer vacation that you're home for a month and a half or something like that. I mean, need my truck. So, you know, I would drive back and forth. But otherwise, you know, I kind of got used to it a little bit. Um, Now I want to do something around here. Yeah. What was the greatest challenge for an Italian-American from Staten Island who got, you know, plucked into... North Carolina. <laughs> Being an Italian American. <laughs> 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 that was the biggest challenge. What was that like? <laughs> uh, New Yorkers in general are different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Slap an Italian American on top of it and you just <laughs> put a little whipped cream and, and then, you know, it's. Uh, we have a certain flavor that goes a long way without, you know, for some it's over the top. Yeah. As, as you know. But for most of the rest of the world, we're friendly people. We get along with everybody. We make everybody laugh. We're a bit sarcastic. Yeah. We're, you know, so I made everybody feel comfortable like, like mm-hmm. you know how we all do. But, uh, but just being who I was was a uh, culture shock, a culture shock <laughs> yeah. for, certain, for certain people. We move different. Yeah. yeah we uh, do. You know, it's, uh, I was standing in one of the uh, – can't find a salamaria down there. So I'm standing <laughs> in the supermarket, <laughs> and I ordered uh, – I forget what I I ordered something a certain way in the there guy, are no the, pork stores. Oh no 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 no! no, no, no. <laughs> not gonna find that. <laughs> um, I ordered something a certain way, or asked for boar's head ham or something like that. And there's a guy that was standing next to me. He gave me he gave me this side eye. He goes, "Where are you from?" 
I says, New York. He says, because nobody asks for it by name down here. They just ask for ham. Uh, you know, so it was. Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's just the world. way we are. Right. I, I've, been, I've spent my whole adult professional life traveling the country, uh, going every Italian-American community I can. And I have been, because, you know, you don't think automatically of the South, right? But then as you learn more, like, New Orleans has a huge Italian population. Oh, yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. The Gulf states, Mississippi, West Virginia. But never in my travels have I been taken down to the Carolinas. I feel like there's, like, a an invisible fa- Like, now people move down there, retired down there. Yeah, you know what? You do find you do find your New Yorkers that go yeah. down there. Uh, it's a big retirement state, so there's a lot of city workers that do go down there. People live on their pensions, so yeah. there's no state tax. It goes a long, so it goes a long way. But the, so the, you find a lot of Italians and Northerners who are, who are migrating down to these areas. But I'll make you laugh. So they want to take me out to dinner one night. And they says, we're going to take you somewhere. I'm like, okay, where are you taking me? I always <laughs> love when people do this. Right. Like, we're no. taking you for pizza. <laughs> no, no. I know you're from Brooklyn. You're from New York. But I'm going to take you to this right. place. We're taking you for pizza. I'm like, Pizza. <laughs> Do yeah. you know I come from the pizza capital <laughs> yes. of the world? I said, right. You, you can't exactly. take me for pizza. It's called New York pizza. Oh, God. Oh, All right? well. Uh, right. Set up for disappointment. Well, it was cardboard with ketchup. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, All right. God. It was it was really, really bad. But I didn't tell them. I didn't of tell course. them that. I didn't was tell them that. Like, but was it bad good? You know, like when no, something's like. <laughs> it was bad. I, then they took me. Then I had found. I stumbled across another place that was called, uh, I'll give them props, Toro Pizza in Durham. Oh. Delicious. Really? But I had ordered, listen, it wasn't on the menu. I said, can you make me pepperoni, sausage, and meatball pie? And they're like, you have to be from New York. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody orders that around here. The meat lovers. Yeah, the meat lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody orders that around here. They should have named it after you. Uh, You know, I always feel bad when people from non-Italian backgrounds want to take you out and impress you with Italian food because, you know, Nine out of ten times, it's a setup for disaster. Oh, yeah. You, and you can never say it. I mean, I will I will leave out all the names because I don't know who I would offend, but <laughs> a buddy of mine got invited, and we were working together, and it was a, a place not in this area, and they were so proud to bring out this food and everything, and it was, I mean, I was sick to my stomach. Really I really was. Oh, it was horrible. I felt, I was in the... Like I was yeah. up to like half the dinner. I felt terrible. Oh my god! With me, all they want to do is feed me oh, when, yeah. when I go to these places. I went and to especially you. I went to one state. I won't say where it was. I don't <laughs> want to offend anybody. But they brought out the guys like you got to taste this. We call it sassetti. And I'm like, oh, yes. I, I don't know where that, that comes from or what. And it was basically like a pork rollatini thing, and Whoa. then he served it with this uh, with this sauce on the side. That was so th- like I could have thrown it yeah. against the wall. <laughs> I could have you could have used it to you know lay bricks it, as cement. It would probably have held everything together. But it was and they want you to eat everything yeah. too. They don't want you to just taste it. It's They're not, not satisfied. Point. And tough. I'm like, I it's <laughs> tough to tough. leave here and eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know what? What I found was tra- by traveling, go to what they specialize in, and they're good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, you go. To, you have the barbecue. You yeah, have the, yeah. you know, the the the, the chicken and uh, and chicken and waffles, which yeah. was fantastic, by the way. That's absolutely but, right. But that's what that's what I would tend to, yeah. to go, you know, I'm not going to go eat Italian food. Yeah, but you, you go to the specialty. Yeah, right. That's how you could tell the newer generations of Italian Americans. We we've sort of evolved a little bit forward from our parents and grandparents because, like, even my mother-in-law, right? She will not eat sushi. She can't wrap her head around it. It disgusts her. 
the idea. My grandfather, I don't think there's maybe steak and potatoes. I can't think of any other cuisine. Oh, Jewish deli he likes because he grew up in Brooklyn. Other than that, it's Italian food all the time. And if you said to him, Grandpa, I'm taking you for you know barbecue, he'd, he'd go through it. He'd say, well, it's not brushol. You know what I mean? Like that's what <laughs> We took him to London. My Sicilian grandfather, oh, yeah. my brother's wedding, we stopped in London. And I used to live there as a kid. I was so excited to show my grandfather London. We walked around, and he looked around and goes, they just copied all this from the Italians. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not no pleasing you. Just stay. They stole this from <laughs> yeah. the Romans. No, no, he said the Romans built this. I'm like, Grandpa, yeah, this yeah. was built like 100 years ago. There's no Roman left here, but it makes it quite different. We're in a corner of a world by ourselves. Yeah, we are. That's true. Yeah. That's the tribe. So, Eric, from Staten Island to North Carolina, back to Staten Island now, back to the Big Apple. What do you got going on now? What are you excited to start? Uh, well, can't talk about too much, okay. but uh, we're working on something in the vicinity, tri-state area, uh, five boroughs. You know, we need to showcase uh, New York City. We'll leave, it at, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And I want to be the tour guide to it, basically. Not an Italian thing, just a New York, a, a New Yorker, northern area thing. That's cool. All right, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I'm working on a clothing brand as well. Yeah, you're wearing uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm wearing it. This, yeah, yeah. Eric's got this amazing jacket on. When I met Eric, he was wearing this jacket, and I thought it was. Fantastic. Oh, actually, this is a different one. Oh, it's a different yeah, one. Yeah, Sorry, I, 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 we're trying the, some different models this out. This is a so. different shade <laughs> yeah, yeah. of blue. It's a Levi's <laughs> jean jacket with these like awesome patches on it. And when he told me the story behind uh, the 13 brand, I thought it was really, really cute because it's a heart with 13 on it. And he used to put that on like his tape measure, so his family would know that he was thinking of them when he was wow. on TV. Because yeah. you couldn't you didn't talk beautiful. about right. his family. So I, you, you know, when in TV and movie business, when you have to block out a logo, they call it a Greek. He a Greek. It. Yes. So I would block out the logo that was there that came on the uh, on the uh, tape measure, and I put a heart on it with a thirteen. And what that is is that's my anniversary. It's wow. February thirteenth is my anniversary, and February fourteenth is my little guy's birthday. God bless. So the you. heart, the thirteen, the whole thing kind of came into play, and it was really just to say hi. How you doing? And then 70 episodes later, it became part of my brand. Wow. So when I decided to come out with a clothing brand, I said, you know what? I already have it. And it's something that uh, is close to my heart. Mm-hmm. And I, you might think I'm crazy a little bit, but I, to meet my wife, I uh, did a novena to St. Anthony. Wow. And, uh, you know. He's the thirteenth, yeah. August thirteenth guy. You awesome. know, no one in this room thinks you're crazy. We right. take Sound Unknown yeah. pretty seriously. So he's my on patron, patron saint, and yeah, it's uh, my uh, middle guy's name is Anthony, and you know, it's so it's, uh, it's special to the heart. Yeah, that's beautiful. And uh, so it's thirteen by Eric Aramita. I'm working on uh, men's and women's like sporty wear, denim t-shirts, things of that nature, because it's in my wheelhouse, also going to work on a part of a workwear line. Oh, wow. So people can wear it, uh, you know, on the job. That's brilliant. You know, like a uh, heavier type of denim and and stuff like that, so you can wear out. And I'm also coming out with a tuxedo shirt on the the opposite side of it. So the whole thing is kind of well-rounded. But that's your background in design and fashion. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of came hand in hand a little bit. That's amazing. uh, I branded it along the way without even knowing Without even knowing it's it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I think that's when the most uh, the most successful brands come about because, you know, it's authentic. It's real. It's not something that you manufactured. It, it, no. it comes from somewhere 
real inside you that you were just doing anyway and right. people ended up liking it you know i think it's always better when people tell you what they like instead of like trying to sell someone an idea oh absolutely yeah. because people will will say i like this we want more of this yeah you know i'm putting out there on instagram and facebook i'm putting out the uh, do you like this or coming soon and and i look for the feedback and i get some things get Great positive feedback, as you know, on Instagram, you could get great positive feedback, and then you get some stuff, it's okay, it's all right, and some I get a few hundred hits on, uh, up, you know, and then some not so, not so good, so I've been testing the waters a little bit as I've been approving different yeah. things, right. which, so, which is helping me out in a, in a lot which of ways, because I'm building the website and getting everything done, and... Uh, it's taking a little longer than I thought because there is a lot of moving parts. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's yeah. Uh, a lot. And I'm trying to do most of the manufacturing in America. God that's, bless you. That's awesome. Right. And it's not easy as someone with a, an apparel line. It's, it's right. really, really hard. But I, I, I commend you for that because it, uh, it does elevate the brand. Yeah, yeah, and I designed everything myself, which is good for me, uh, you know, because I did it all. I came up with all the logos. I came up with the names. I came up with everything. And... Inside of the 13, there's the EE, and that EE is me. That's awesome. Right. So it's part of me. Yeah, that's what art is, right? Yeah. It's got to be yeah. part. you got to leave a little bit of yourself in everything. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the future. That's so, really exciting. So, guys, if you don't already follow Eric on Instagram and Facebook, he's at Eric Aramita. He's got a really fun uh, Instagram presence. And, you know, I always – um, find it really interesting when someone is kind of like a community celebrity – um, I don't know what else to call it, but you know, oh. when people started calling me that, I always felt like it was weird. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I grew up on West Sixth, I'm just a person. <laughs> but, um, but I find in in Italian enclaves like the places that we live in, you start to really make a difference. You notice when when people like look up to you a little bit, and I think it's such a powerful thing. And I think it's important for Italian Americans to do these positive shows and positive and create positive brands to, you know, just have it be there because there is so much negative that exists already. There, there is a lot of negative and I'm hopefully bringing a light to uh, the way that uh, Italian Americans are portrayed and listen, we're hardworking people. Uh, our parents were hardworking. Our grandparents were very hardworking. It's rare to find a lazy Italian. That's it, true. It, it, it's, uh, you know, they're, they're always on the move. They're always doing something. And um, getting onto the platform that I, I now stand on, when you walk around town, you don't realize it. Because I've, I've been walking around my area for my whole life. Right. So I don't look at it that way. And I'm not, I, I don't boast in that sense. Listen, I'm on Instagram. I do what I have to do. But when I walk around town, I go to the bank. I throw my cap on and I don't shave. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular guy. But you find the people who get starstruck. And they're like, oh, my God, can I take a picture? Can I do this? You know, go to Costco or whatever the case yeah. might be. And I love giving back to the community. So I, uh, I was on a charity board for over five years called the Echo Foundation in Staten Island. Did a lot of work with them. I support other local charities I love to speak to kids in the community about their futures. And how I actually get into it is, and it comes from my own wheelhouse, start out with a strong foundation and then take all the bricks and stones that were thrown at you in life and are being thrown at you and build a solid home with them. Amen. Okay, so, it, it, so I do try to give back to the community and give back and beyond, and beyond the community because the platform that 
I luckily got onto and became a success with is airing in over 15 different countries right now. Wow. We had 17 million viewers last year on the show. Oh, wow. So it's not, you know, it's beyond Staten Island and the yeah. five boroughs. It's yeah. nationwide. It's worldwide. You know, I'm sitting on a plane and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the lady next to me is looking at me going, wait a minute. Do I know <laughs> You're you? on my TV, <laughs> uh, you know, on the plane. So yeah. it's surreal, yeah. but it's been one of the best experiences in my life. Well, I think it's so important that when you are an influencer, uh, it's it's about what you do with that influence. Correct. Because uh, you can be pulled in so many different directions oh, very easily. Yeah, so yeah. I really I commend you for being a, a, a positive Italian-American in the entertainment business, uh, in you. in a community that I am very much a part of. So Because there need to be more of us. Uh, you know, that's all I have to say. You know what? I have children. And being that I have children... I want to show a positive light to other children. I don't like a bad influence to teach my children. So yeah. I try to be a positive influence for not only my children, but for others. That's important. And you know what? If I can get an adult hero there, it's even great. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you know, you're it's, right. It's because you could just go on TV and act crazy and yeah. get a whole big yeah. following. Right. But you're, you're famous for being crazy. And uh, right. And I, I'm famous. Well, I don't want to say famous, but I'm out there to be. I, I'm stern in what I do. But I show a positive light in what I do. It's, and I do it with a smile on top of it because I'm a dad. Yeah. You know, it's what it really boils down to. And, you know, to be honest, I mean, having not met you prior to this and only seen you on TV and social media, it's so refreshing to just hear, you know, how much of your life has been based, it sounds like, on circumstance and trying to do the right thing, even even in prayer life, frankly, and, and the idea of a novena, like, I feel like people who humble themselves to those things, um, good things do come your way. You know, it's like you weren't out there saying, how am I going to get myself on TV? You were working in your family business because you cared about your family and you cared about the product that you put out. And th that, I think, is a big part of our um, fine Italian hand. And, you know, the clothing, you, you, you had a brand right there be in front of millions and millions of people because you loved your family. I mean, that it's so nice when you find people who good things are happening because they're thank trying you. to do good, you know? Thank I mean, you, thank you. You put your head down, you work hard, and good things will come to you. Yeah. But you know what? I'm actually really interested. I want to go back to that you prayed to St. Anthony to meet your wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think our viewership yes, would uh, be I think you're right. very interested in that. So what happened? How would you meet your wife? I'm going to be the Italian. All right. Like, no, see. Uh, Tell me the story. My father-in-law my, my father was a big general contractor on Staten Island, Ligotti Construction, and they built custom homes. At the time, before even doing construction, I had owned a glass and mirror company. They would call me from time to time to do work in their homes and businesses that they owned or built or whatever the case might be. So I went to do a mirrored wall in a dance studio in this little strip mall in Staten Island. And I went downstairs to book a trip to Miami. It was popular at the time. And this... Winter music conference? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, so I, I go downstairs and I start speaking to this girl behind the desk, not knowing who she is. And um, my wife was my travel agent. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable, right? Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it, I like the story. I asked her to go, and she'll joke. You know, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but that was the guy I was working for, Joe's daughter. But I never knew. Of course, yeah. And after I found out, and, you know, it was, uh, uh, it was a great marriage. That's it's, beautiful. It's a, it's a, so it was uh, stumbling across, not looking for anything, and, you know, 
Uh, that's the Saints. The Saints do put stuff in your path. Yeah, God yeah. is the greatest matchmaker yeah. there is. That's the truth, God is good. Know? Yep, absolutely. You know, it's uh, and the power. You know, it, not everyone agrees with this, but power prayer is powerful. Absolutely. Well, you know, you it's know. funny. I mean, you never think you're going to have these conversations. You never know what conversations you're going to have no, on the show. But I find it so fascinating that we live in a culture today where people will have faith in the weirdest stuff to try to get some, you know, the, any kind of new technology, experimental treatment. This It's like, okay, you're willing to put your faith in, in an experimental treatment because a doctor told you it might work for one in nine million people. Right. And, you know, you're using rainforest roots, and but you don't have... You don't have it in you to risk on the power of prayer. I, why? Why is that so different to people? You know, I don't. I don't get it. I don't know, man. I, but I do know a lot of people that I, in my life that I've interacted with that tell you they're non-believers and this and that. And then when something happens to them, the first message coming out of the cell phone of their mind is upstairs. I mean, it's you oh know. Yeah. yeah. Well, who's the first person you run to when you have a problem? Yeah. You know, it's it's. It comes down to that. But if you want to come to a prayer group next door to my house on every Tuesday is a prayer group. God so bless you. That's yeah, no, wonderful. <laughs> my mother-in-law is a prayer group every, yes. Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday. I so. bet that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Italian prayer. I, uh, Pat, on the compound. Yeah. On the, yeah. Oh, believe me, we have plenty of prayer groups on the compound. If Pat was here, our other co-host, he uh, he loves to go to the novenas and stuff like that. And he gets, you know, they give him the, the sash and you put on the pin. Oh, yeah. when you bit. He's like a champ for that stuff. Yeah, he takes so me a lot. But it, it takes a certain person like yourselves to understand that because the rest of the world doesn't understand that you know you live next door to who <laughs> you 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 have how many in the area <laughs> you you well you, they see their families once a year yeah right you know, they you know i explain this to my kids all the time you see thanksgiving on in the movies and television where everybody comes in from every other place that's normal america yeah yeah, yeah. what we have is not normal yeah, yeah no. you're right. You know, you're uh, no, right. because we don't have right. to fly somewhere because right. we never left. No, we <laughs> never know? left. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I have the farthest person in my family. My grandparents moved upstate to the mountains, so they're like two and a half hours away. And I was just thinking about this last week, talking to my parents about the holidays. I love Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. Oh, it's and great. I always wanted it. I mean, our Christmas was always dysfunctional because we have a big family. But I always wanted a Christmas where you had everybody come in and stay at the house. Nobody had to stay at the house because they lived in the same neighborhood. Like yeah, nobody, right. you know, I was like, you never had that like wake up with all your cousins and aunts and uncles and stuff. And I thought, wow, I kind of want that, but I have it all the time. Well, when we moved to Jersey, because we we moved from Brooklyn to New Jersey when I was eight years old, we started doing that. So oh, they would the all drive in from Staten Island because it was like another country. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they would all drive in from Brooklyn and Staten Island, and they would, you know, get there on December 23rd. And then in some cases, they would stay through like New Year. Oh, it's amazing. And it would, but it was, it, it was getting like crazy. <laughs> of uh, course. You're sleeping in the garage at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah right, know? right. And yeah. it's like, no, you got to sleep, you know, not in your bed because Nona's got to sleep yeah, in right. your bed, <laughs> or you're going to sleep with Nona yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. It was like, Bunkmates from hell. And that, that is true. I have one aunt who moved to North Carolina, actually. She, she's like my compadre aunt. Um, and my grandparents. They oh, nobody understands that either. But Yeah, okay. That's my, <laughs> for the, for, we have a few non-Italian <laughs> listeners. That's a non-blood relative who's uh, a family member. I don't know how else we could describe it. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's your aunt, but not your aunt. Right. I, it's a really, really, really good friend. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I saw it, who's called Aunt and Uncle, and, and we have a lot of them. People right. always get free. I'm like, oh, my cousin Enza, and they're like, but Enza's not your cousin. It's like, no, but she is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, we we have we have aunts and uncles. We have compadre. We have all these different terms, but we but we we mean it. I, I saw a great sign one time that said sharing 
So sharing blood makes you related. Sharing values makes you family. Oh, and absolutely. you really do pick your family in a lot Wait, of John, ways. John, so what are you and I at this point? I don't know. we got to come up with that. Are we like, I don't know. I don't know. We all call each other Kumar. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. We definitely Pat have calls me Kumar. <laughs> <laughs> Pat and Dolores. That's yeah, true. You're like a full Kumar to Dolores. That's true. Yeah, like, I am. I locked am. in. That's true. Pat, like I took Pat's name as my confirmation name. <laughs> That's so true. You did. I forgot that. <laughs> well, he, he was your he was your teacher, right? He was. He tutored me. That's amazing. Yeah, you become so yeah, you know, it's it's enmeshed. Yeah, you become enmeshed. I didn't know my aunt Mary wasn't my aunt Mary until I got married. It's crazy. Isn't that isn't weird? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it's that like, so uh, weird. Like what? <laughs> I know. You That's th- not an aunt. <laughs> <laughs> people lied laughing. to me this whole time. Oh wait, back to Italian American Christmas. It's like you know we should. Our I think our dream is to produce the Italian American. Christmas vacation. Oh, absolutely. Film. A bad Hallmark movie is uh, right. We just and somebody just did a Seven Fish movie. I haven't seen it. It was it came out I think on Netflix or something. I don't know. Every time I watch these Italian American movies, first of all, none of the actors are Italian American. Right. They right. never cast an Italian person. <laughs> I, I, you know that's what's they're wrong. They're all Latin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're Latin or they're, they're, they're really Irish. really American. Yeah. Like putting on a bad accent. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm yeah. like, it really breaks my heart. I'm like, first of all, no Italian from Chicago sounds like me. There's a different no. accent in Chicago, so they just assume they all sound like us. And it never, it drives me nuts. Emma Roberts was in this, like, movie called Little oh, Emma. Italy. I was like, yeah. Emma Roberts. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Is yeah, not yeah, yeah, Marissa yeah, yeah. Tomei. Yeah. And her and the kid from Star Wars, who's Canadian. And yes, I'm like, yes, this yes. is, what, what, what it, it actually was a decent movie. Was it really? Yeah, I'm sure it was but a cute it, movie, but yeah, it's yeah. like, right, they, there are Italian-American actors. <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me. You know, the, when the they did that Versace show, American yeah. Crimes, everybody was Spanish. Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. It was, uh, you know, we, really? We have a lot of. Actors and actresses in our community who complain, frankly, that you know the only work they get is cast in stereotypical roles. And while I'm not a big, and sometimes of, not even the stereotypical. No, roles. that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I feel I do feel for them because they get cast as mafia roles. But when these other movies come up, they really don't get looked at, and and it is kind of kind of sucks for them. I, you know, you gotta you gotta eat, you gotta feed your family. Yeah, no, it's up to us. You know, what, being yeah. being in the media, it it you get pigeonholed. You do, yeah. Because you're oh you're a, you're Italian you're from New York. Do you find yeah. that in in entertain in the entertainment business that people kind of look at you a certain way because you're an Italian American? You, you know from what? New York? If I don't open my mouth, you really don't know I'm Italian American. Yeah, you it, are it, very you know, blue eyed and yeah. So it's fair. it's so it it depends. But as soon as you start to move around and and then they realize oh you're from the New York area. It's not even Italian at that point. Yeah. Then all of a sudden the Brogue come at, comes out <laughs> a little bit, and yeah. you can't help it. It yeah, doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter where you work or what you do. Mm-hmm. It's just it's wo- it's woven into the talk, streets, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't even have to be Italian. No. You could you speak like that anyway. Yeah. Um. So you yeah you do get kind of stereotyped I- in a way, but I just think the people who are getting stereotyped, some of them aren't that good. Yeah. No, some it, of them are not fighting in the stereotype. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever get? Any reaction? Like, I remember I went to Texas, right, which has some Italian pockets, but not really. And uh, I was out of work, and I was looking for a job, and I got real desperate, and I found a pizzeria opening up that was looking for a Neapolitan pizza maker. So I said, you know what? I'm Neapolitan. I know how to make pizza from my grandfather. He was a pizzaiole. Let me give it a shot. So I went. I made all my recipes ahead of time, and... I walked in the middle of this place. It was like, you know, I was a circus sideshow from the beginning. Right. And the guy's like, well, you know, you're a little young. I was a kid. 
It's like yeah, maybe you could be a, a Mater D. And I'm like, oh, I was desperate for work. I okay. would have done pretty much anything. And he said, can you sing? And I said, yeah, I like to sing. I, so I, he said, sing something for me. And I started a couple of bars of, I think, Tornos Sodiente or something. And I thought of my grandfather and how much he loved that song, how much it meant to him. And I just stopped. And I said, you know, not an organ grinder. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> right. I, I was like, and it was it was wacky to me because it, it made me realize, like, when you go to other places, it may not even be like, a, oh, you're a mafia this or like I'm I, I think negatively of you. There's even just the sort of jovial Italian like uh, you're entertaining me kind of stereotype that if if they're not thinking a negative about you, maybe they're just not taking you seriously. And, and it was the first time I encountered it. It was really weird. The way that I keep going is, look, the best things in the world, some of the best things in the world are Italian. Yes, yeah. that's okay. true. Undeniable. Right. Starting from home decor, yeah, cars, yeah, fashion. It's true. Wait, so we got it pretty good. I have to say. Well, who turns? Who, where do you turn? You turn to Italians, that's right? Yeah. What is your favorite old school Italian American design trend? Whoa! If you had to pick one of them, you know, like columns or. <laughs> Those ceramic tiles that everyone had in their basement, or the mirrored walls, or... Well, I was in the mirror business, so it's definitely not mirrored walls. <laughs> um, the Formica countertops, remember no, that no. fake granite? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, remember, we still Favorite have it. Italian trend. I like mosaic tiles. I do use mosaic tiles, mm. but my... And, and this is including into my own home. I have a very... Italian home, uh, it's more on a Versace type of style, and I tend to go towards that real Italian. Like uh, I have tiles in my backyard from Caltagirone, mm, beautiful in, in Sicily. Beautiful. That that's my go-to favorite Italian style. Wow, I love but that like stuff. the old, I'm oh, talking about oh, the old school. You, like oh, the you're stuff talking that you about would like never <laughs> actually put in your house, oh. but like when you walk into a basement, like an old basement in Brooklyn, what antique makes you- antique mirror. Antique mirror. Okay. Antique mirror. Okay. That's an old school Italian trait. Yeah. That yeah. is, uh, you know, that came back actually, but that smoked Italian yeah. mirror. That smoked Italian mirror. Restoration hardware. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. It's they stole it from us. Yeah, <laughs> they definitely did. Those arches. Remember the arches on yeah, the walls course, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So they're using them on backsplashes now and things of that nature. So it's one of my old. Uh, you could you could roll with that. Yeah, I can roll with they're that. They're beautiful. Those are really beautiful. I love those. How do you feel about like Capo di Monte? <laughs> <laughs> Glad Pat's not here. I don't want to say. Pat would ask you to design a house, but he would have. Oh, oh my God! If we had Eric redo episode. Pat's house, be the greatest. But thing he'd ever. be like, "No, you can't get rid of anything." Oh, why? Well, loves Capo Loves it. Oh. Pat, Pat loves anything from like 1940 to 1990 that he can buy in old, new stock. So he doesn't like antiques. Like he will rarely buy something that's used. If it's in a basement, some store that like Sicilian guy had for twenty five right. years, he's the happiest guy. Like his dream is to just dig through basements of old Italian stores, and he buys everything. Pat has more Capo di Monte in his house than I think in Capo di Monte. And I, I don't, think. I don't think it's his decorating taste as much as he's like preserving it. Like and he's he gets, treating it like valuable art. He One gets thing the I never lamps. Liked, though. I never no, I can't take Capo that di Monte. Stuff. Honestly, he gets the lamps like reupholstered. Like <laughs> really. Re- like, he has the plastic yeah. covers custom made for the lampshades. Yes, he does. He's 
Pat is old school. And now he, that's Italian. He's got fringe <laughs> protectors. I think he does it because he got the Irish last name, so he has to prove how Italian he is. So maybe that's why he's covering everything in plastic. Oh my God! Yeah, and when he comes to your house, if you ever impi- invite Pat to your house, he'll bring you like a Capo di Monte basket filled with <laughs> Italian. Oh, the, oh, the weaved one. That, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of his storeroom, he's the greatest. He's got a full room dedicated. He's got. Got to have the biggest Neapolitan presepio in the country. He's got oh, that might, that I, I do love pieces. that. I do love that. that yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a beautiful tradition. In the Casa Belvedere in Staten Island, they set one up. Uh, oh every, yeah, every that's year. right. Yeah, that's it's really nice. That's a nice place out there. Do you, you participate out there? I'm actually a member of uh, a founding member of me too. Uh, Casa Belvedere. Yeah, yeah it's I, great. I don't get out there much, but they, they do good work. I live in Staten Island. I don't get there too much. I know. But, uh, it, yeah, they have some nice car shows there and they yeah, have, they uh, li- a lot of outings there. Actually, I had my son's communion there. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah, place. So it's nice. When I talk about home decor, they were the location for an episode of uh, the marvelous, marvelous. Mrs. Oh yeah, I just watched it the other yeah. night. And they yeah. redid it, and they loved it. It's like beautiful. They yeah. left it all there. They left it there. They did a really nice job. Yeah, on they it. did. I saw all the paper. Wow. So big shout out to Gina Biancardi, who is the founder. Yes. And uh, really heart and soul. Of She's it. a good person. Yeah, too. A great institution. She yeah. works. Gina and I scream at each other all the time. Uh. We go back and forth. <laughs> we fight. We love. It's like a real Italian. She almost poisoned Pat. Though I'm gonna say something here, Gina. Pat. Pat, oh my God. Pat's deathly allergic to pignoli nuts, and we went to eat there one night, and, of course, it's Gina's place, so she said, I swear, no pignoli nuts. Well, they must have had a new chef, oh. and there was pignoli nuts, and Pat went, so he thought he was going to die. Uh, but crazy. Gina doesn't run the restaurant. No, so she does not. To, it's not have... No, we love Gina. She, and, and you never know, Pat, she might have been poisoning him, right? because, you know. Pat's dramatic. It might have been a hit. You know, Pat also does think that everyone wants to kill him. Yes, and that's right. The entire world is against him, yeah. too. He is like the Woody Allen of, a, of, that's true. of the podcast. Yes, he is. You know, you said something before that really fascinated me. You said uh, you're working on the fashion line. You're moving stuff forward with a project here. And I know you can't talk about it, but you talked about um, trying to do something that represents the city and the Northeast and an area that's kind of different than a lot of parts of the country. And I get this sense, like, I think a lot of people have a weird misconception of what it's like living in this area, you know? You're in Staten Island, and we talk about Casa Belvedere, this beautiful mansion overlooking uh, the city on this great hill. I don't think most people think that's a New York City living, but it is in some places. And parts of Queens and Brooklyn, there's so much diversity in the architecture and the homes of this city. Because you know what it is? Because the go-to here... Is Manhattan? Yeah. Automatically, people think, "Oh, New York City, or you're living in, among skyscrapers," which is not the case. Yeah. I mean, you go to Staten Island; it's, it's suburbs. Yeah. Ninety percent yeah. suburbs, so it's uh, you know, but okay, Brooklyn's a bit more of a melting pot. Yeah. And then you go to Long Island; you're back in the suburbs again, yeah. which is you know, kind of the sixth borough a little bit. Yeah. And you know, okay, we so th- you have the Bronx, which is mixed as well, but there's so much here. Yeah. Um. I mean, look at the brownstone element that we have. Beautiful. Right. I mean, between Harlem, Brooklyn, and Manhattan, the brownstones are absolutely beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I would I would live in a brownstone. Just look yeah. at the evolution of Carroll Gardens oh, alone. Oh, Carroll Gardens alone, right. You could, I mean, it, I always think, like, my wife's from the Bronx, and she took me up for the first time to City Island. You go to City Island or Sheepshead Bay, you could be in Nantucket. I mean, this is like... Oh, you, yeah. It, it's this... It, Mill Basin. You know, Mill yeah. Basin. You don't even think you're in New York. Yeah, I, the, or you go to, like, Victorian Flatbush in Brooklyn, these beautiful Victorian homes. Dittmas Park. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I can't get over how different every neighborhood is and how little people know. And then a lot of times you get people who move here from different places around the country and 
like you said, they're Manhattan-centric, so they're terrified of, you know, I can't afford to live here. But there's beautiful and affordable communities all over, within the five boroughs of New York. I don't think people know about them. You know what? Uh, we have an area uh, by the ferry in Staten Island. It's, uh, it's a cultural center. It's called Snug Harbor. And Snug Harbor has a Chinese garden in it that was brought from China here. They actually have a, like a you know, lantern festival going on there now. But the surrounding area around it, which is an older Staten Island area, has Victorians surrounded, old Victorians surrounded by it that could use restorations. They would be absolutely yeah. beautiful. And you have your s- late 60s, early 70s ranch-style homes, yeah. which are, are these flat ranches. Yeah. And they have a lot of character they do, yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you go out to your other areas, and then you have your stuff that shouldn't be around, uh, you know, the newer construction that overbuilt and i think that happened everywhere in new york but yes there's so much culture here and i was just speaking to someone about it you know brownstones in brooklyn victorians in staten island townhomes in uh, you know coney island how many of these areas are filled with character yeah oh yeah we don't do a great job at preservation in the city either like we we you know it's new york so it's a beating heart of progress. I get yeah. that. But, like, we've knocked down a lot, even in my lifetime, a lot of beautiful stuff oh, yeah. that just doesn't get thought about. And, and it takes away from the city. And, I, you know, you talk about those, like, those ranch houses. Everybody ran away from them because they were seen as sort of outdated. And But they they really fit with the kind of mid-century modern take. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them just get lost. And it's a shame, too. It really beautiful options. And you know what? The, the, the good thing about these ranch houses as well, listen, if your family is expanding, you can go up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Just plop up, pop a second right, floor. Right, you put on. a second floor on it, you redo the first floor and make it your living room, dining room, eating kitchen, put your bedrooms upstairs, and now you have full colonial. You know, you, you I got to ask you this. You do all this stuff on TV. You get all different kinds of buildings like we're talking about, right? And some families want change. As you're doing this stuff for the show, what, what, what really is the process? I'm dying to know. Like, you, you know, you, you go in. How much time, lead time do you have to design something? What's really going on? They give you a budget, right, too? Well, yeah, I I didn't really get too involved with the casting of the homeowners. Mm -hmm. I I was more on the work end end of things. But the process goes as if they do casting calls for homes. So we're we're working in this area. We're looking for what's your story, what's your budget, would you like to do a renovation? So that they look for different homes in the area. Then they want to know your story. So they want to know, you know, do you have six children? Or, do, you know, are you uh, happy homeowners that you work with a, uh, an art studio out of your home? So there's always a backstory. There's right. a, a bit of a backstory to every show. And, sure. you know, you need, a little, you need a little base. Then it comes from there, what's your budget and your wish list, basically. And this doesn't just go for the shows that I've been on. This is a pretty general, uh, a general thing. You want to know, you know, you want to redo your kitchen, your bathroom, your basement. And right. what fits into my budget. So you have that. The homeowners are responsible for the cost on their homes. So it's not like they're getting them for free. Oh, wow. Okay. They'll get some perks right. along the way, but you need a real budget. Mm. All right. So you need to have your, your money in place and things of that nature. Every renovation, you're looking at six to 10 weeks, six to 12 weeks on renovation. That seems pretty fast, really. That's that's a moving crew. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you're going to do a roof raise, and this is in real life, you're probably looking at about a year. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. You're rerouting everything, your new services, plumbing, plumbing electric. electric yeah. Right. Wow. So you're definitely getting the efficiencies of having uh, the crew uh, on full time. and Yeah, don't forget, a, a crew has to have a certain timeline. Right. 
So it needs to get done. So it it happens. Yeah. All right. And and that's the good thing about it. that's the the perk about it. The downside about it is, um, maybe everybody knows your business. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> uh, not true. everybody wants to be on TV. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, but that's the downside to it. But they don't give up divulge anything. No. It, it's you know, it's more of oh, you know, my house was on TV. You ever but, see anybody uh, who really didn't like it? Well, I was on a show where it was either you love it or you don't. Oh, yeah, that's you know, true. So, that's a good point. No, yeah. but they all came out well. Yeah. yeah you know, um, it's not that they don't like it. Maybe it's just right. it didn't suit them before they did the renovation and it won't suit them after. But you never had yeah. a reaction where they were like, oh, no. what the hell did you do to my house? <laughs> no, 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 that's no. good. <laughs> Listen, you have a wish list with your homeowners, so it's not like they're in for a complete surprise. surprise. Yeah. You know, they'll, you know, do you like gray? Do you like green? Uh, you know, and everyone has their way of doing things and you have a certain decor that you like maybe you like modern or maybe you don't like modern so if you like modern they're not going to give you traditional right so if you like traditional they're not going to give you ultra modern so you have to fit somewhere in between that to like it (laughs) you know you need to live there so you have a favorite kind of house for you to do not necessarily you know you live in the classical you said but uh my favorite style of home uh, you know what? I, I like I like them all to be honest with yeah. you because uh, I'm creative and I like to see different things. I like to see walls come down. I like big open concept. Yeah. Is my it's my favorite big kitchen. Yeah, me too. But that's yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. big. Then big, we know where that comes from. We know where that comes from. You know it. What people are doing away with today? Dining rooms. I know it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and living rooms. So, yeah, li- well, uh, that day of the velvet ropes and the gone. plastic couch, are gone. <laughs> gone. No, uh, you know, uh, it's it's those days are over. Yeah. I lived Sad. in a home with a sunken living room with red carpet and a white provincial couch. They didn't take the plastic off until I got married. <laughs> so, uh, are right, you so, allowed uh, to even sit on it? No, even with no, 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 no. no. It, it's it's the museum rooms, I call it, them. Yeah, there was a museum. Yeah. that's no longer yeah. being used. Even in bigger homes, they're doing away with that. It's funny. My wife and I are. Uh, but we we wanted to move close to my brother and her brother, so we're leaving the city. We're doing a house up in the Burbs, and uh, we got the designs back, and there's a living room and a dining room. And in my head, I'm like, this is going to be just the Italian. We're going to pick furniture we like. We're yep. going to put it in there like a museum. We'll never use it it's on the other side of the house. But, yeah, you don't really use them anymore. They're no. not functional, you know? I built my own home 15 years ago, and I have no living room. It's a big family room into the kitchen, into it's a big open space, but we did put in a dining room. Makes sense. I'm taking it. It's eventually, gone. one day it's gone. That's crazy. Okay, I'm gonna knock it down. I'm gonna put one big kitchen in, and 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 use the room. I think I used it in 15 years, four times. That's. I mean, my, my yeah, parents we used the dining room on Christmas Eve, right, and Thanksgiving and Easter. That was yeah. and, and if the holidays were small enough, we ate in the kitchen. You know what it is the lifestyles of today? Everybody lives. Yeah. In the house. Life. Yeah. Right. You live life in your home. And those days of the basement yeah. are over with. That's very, very I love interesting don't, point. Don't touch <laughs> my basement. I'm not touching it. But yeah. the, but they're, no, they're, great point. they're yeah. coming above ground now. Yeah. I, no. no. It's so I funny. Can't. I, I, my husband wants to live in a restoration hardware showroom. <laughs> oh. I'm not allowed to I love to the live. decoration of restoration hardware. Yeah, but I'm not. He picked everything because okay. I suck. Because okay. if I picked anything in our house, everything would be leopard print. Okay. <laughs> So the poor guy, you know, he picked up. He's actually really good at it. Oh, good. Much better than me. Maybe I'll call him sometime. But you, no, no. Honestly, you guys would have a ball together. Like like but Send I'm not allowed to live in my hardware. house. Oh. I, he's, I'm lucky he lets me live there. Oh. I'm not allowed to cook there. Oh, if I no. fry something, God forbid. 
he will just <laughs> it, he'll throw me out. So no chicken cutlets. No, so absolutely you, then you not. need the basement kitchen. I That's need good. So it's a, a function basement. and a passion for and you. And I like I like that. Like you know when you're downstairs, everything is a mess. It's just like yeah, and then you go upstairs, and you know everything is clean, and the Swarovski is shimmering in the in the china <laughs> closet. Nobody has a china closet anymore. You are Italian. Yes, yeah, she I is. Am. You she are. Is. Yeah, she's, I am. She's really my pure. Friend, she's dark. Yes. My friend Sabrina lives on Toad Hill, and she did the most brilliant thing ever with her kitchen. So she's got a kitchen. It's beautiful. It's granite. Every, and right next to it, there was like a little door. Like, I'm talking about the stove is here and everything. And then there was, I was like, what is that? And she's like, oh, that's my other kitchen. Oh, my mother-in-law wow. had that for a long time. They had the full kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And behind the kitchen was a sink, a stove. That's amazing. And, and it was a small, a it was like a galley. Yeah, and yeah. a window yeah. and a vent. Oh, so if you, fr- you know, you keep the door closed, you front in there. That's amazing. It, the only Italians this yes. is important to. My mother's like that. My mother's got extra rooms hidden all over the place to duplicate the room she's not using. But I I need these things. <laughs> I need these. This is functional living to me. This I, is totally functional. I guess it's true. You don't think about how these things change and how we change and, you know, use of a home. man. It's, it's an ever-evolving thing. Well, you know what? It's lifestyles change. Yeah. And that's what happened. Our cultures have really changed. Listen, and that goes for... Italian Americans, that goes for Albanian Americans, uh, Asian Americans. Everybody, yeah. You know, because you're on third, fourth, and fifth generations right. already. Yeah. And it's like, we're American. Yeah. They're, we were <laughs> I was born in Bed-Stuy, or I was Absolutely. born in Stanout. I was yeah. born in the Bronx. Or I was born, yeah. my father was born in Canton, Ohio. Wow. wow. Okay, yeah. Well, my, Ohio's a huge w- Italian Yeah, but American. my father has, uh, he would have been over 100 today if he was alive. But imagine coming over on... Through Ellis Island, my grandfather came over, and the work was in Ohio. Yeah, Canton, Ohio. That's where you they go. took a train and went straight that's to Canton. So my crazy. father was born in Canton. Wow, that's got to be right. So, so people say, "Oh, yeah," and my father's name was Nunzio. So <laughs> uh, you know, oh, where was your father born? What part of Italy? I'm like uh, Canton, Ohio. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, so my grandfather's the same. My grandfather's born in Brooklyn. His father was born in Brooklyn, and my grandfather didn't speak English until he was nine. Because this neighborhood was so Sicilian, but people think he's an immigrant. Right. You know, his father was born in America, but I, I don't think people see that. No, but, it, and, and that's where the, the lifestyles do change yeah. along the way. Yeah. But, and then, uh, you know, then I met my wife who's second generation, and I joke around with her and say, I was Italian until I met you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and no, but they, it's a different Italian. Yeah. There's a whole sliding scale of uh, identity. I mean, we yeah. encounter it all yeah. the time. Well, yeah. John and I are totally, like, you know, I uh, my parents are immigrants. Yeah. My first right, so you're second generation. Italian. Okay, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm first generation. Yeah. So John's parents were born in America. Right. It's, uh, yeah. So it, it's the same but different. It yeah. is. Uh, yeah. yeah. I found that when I was working in D.C. because when you're running an organization dedicated to Italian-Americans, you're going to get Everybody from, you know, the, the guy whose ancestors signed the Declaration of Independence and yeah. he, he came from Venice and a guy who got off a plane from Calabria last week and they identify. And so I always was very adamant to say, like, look, instead of us trying to f- separate out what we are, us, Italians in Canada, Italians in Australia, everywhere, let's just accept that we're all this sort of beautiful global diaspora of, of a great culture and just say, look, we're mm-hmm. Italians. We're Italians in a global world. And... We may disagree on what recipe's authentic, but authenticity is inside and it's individual. Yeah, if my family, if, if this is what fuels my family and my passion, it's authentic. That's what right. authenticity is. I mean, I've met Italians from Italy that like just got here last week that are more American oh, than yeah. I will Absolutely. ever be. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, what I do find is that the traditions that we have 
They're just old values yeah. that yeah. are no longer there. Yes. Yeah. And our parents and grandparents brought them over and it never changed. Yeah. So we're in a time warp. Totally. We're like the provincial cousins from the exactly, time machine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly what it is. They left. And they, yeah, they left. They, you know, because they're more American in yeah. ways that were more trendy or yes. more yeah, yeah, than, than we are. It's they completely moved forward and we, we got stuck. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. What I do to Italians in Italy, they, they, I mean, how would you feel as an American if some girl was just obsessed with like rockabilly 50s? Yeah. You know, culture. It's true, you're right. That's it's really well, well said. Kind of thing. The They're thing. like, okay, well. But look, let's be honest. I mean, even patriotism and pride in Italy is different for them. I mean, it's less for them than it is for us. I mean, mm-hmm. I have a lot of times I've had interactions with Italians professionally, and they'll say, wow, you guys are really proud to be Italian. It only happens in Italy when the soccer match is on. Right. And, you know, th- we have different histories. We're different branches of a tree that have broken off and grown our own strong culture and our own traditions. And, yeah, a lot of these families that came long ago had to hold tight to whatever traditions they took with them because they were under pressure to to do away with them here, you know, just yeah. natural pressure. So you, you ossify and protect a tradition, and it becomes a, a whole new life for it. I mean, it's, it's like splicing a tree. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it just... The more you, the more time goes on, like we are gonna inevitably lose things. Evolve, lose. yeah, evolve. I mean, I wish we could all stay, you know, nineteen eighty forever. We'll do our best. Yeah. It's up to <laughs> us to keep it alive. Yeah, it's true. You know, lo- the other night we had Struffoli night. Uh, the I whole saw family that. Got, whole family I, got together, and that was beautiful. Yeah, it's great. It's you know, it's one thing I can never make. I don't, I particularly don't cook. But ah. the, everyone else does. And I'm the video guy. So I, 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 <laughs> That's I, I, a good I, job. Listen, if you want them to all be round, it's annoying. But if you right. don't care. No, right. it's, if you I'm don't not care a good fryer. Edges, I'm not a good fryer. Fr- but no, it takes a village. Yeah, it does. It yeah. takes a village. And, you know, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law host it every year. And it has grown. That's Because awesome. the kids want to do it now. My daughter's there. My sons are there. Uh, you know, every so everybody's getting together. Who's rolling? Who's cutting? Who's frying? Who's pouring the, the honey on top? And I'm and sure you're all, like, miserable a little bit while you're doing it. Like, oh, <laughs> a lot of work. You're together. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, the, it's really the fun. Italians bond when we're yelling at each other. Yes. Oh, it, what, well, people don't understand that either. Yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not yelling. It's love. Yeah, I mean, my cousins are, are in their early 20s right now, and they work for me at, uh, at my company. And uh, I told them, you know, the week before Christmas, we stop working and we're going to make cookies. And you guys are going to learn to make That's absolutely right. God bless you. Whether you like it or not, this is part of your job now. You have to do it. Because I I feel like it's it's actually up to me as, like, the oldest female cousin to, like, train them. Yeah. Because I I want them to to at least see this stuff. Yeah. you got to make them familiar with these things. They're probably not going to do it, but I want them to at least know about it. You know what? I, I, I see to my kids, too, you know, by going to Italy and having Nonna next door and and having so yeah and having everyone around. They, not that they want to be Italian, but they're proud to be Italian. They, they, they like the, uh, you look, Sunday dinner is, I see, I, I bring Sunday dinner back again. What is it? Make uh, Sunday uh, Italian uh, again. Right, make Sunday Italian again. It, that's true because that's kind of gone now. Yeah. Even if you live on a compound. Right. It, it, no, it's, it's gone. It, it, you know, those days of laying in bed and smelling the garlic the that used to come up through the staircase or wherever you lived, and you'd say, oh, my God, they're making meatballs downstairs. That's and you best. went down. It's it's kind of lost. It's, it's, you know, and you smelled the sauce boiling. I mean, the, uh, it, it was really something. And 
you had to experience that in order to know what that was. Yeah. But you know what? Why I think that has gone away largely, and it's probably not a popular opinion, but I think because more women have to work. You know, now as a married woman that like is responsible for a household, when you mm. have to work, you know, how do you have time to really do the the women like my mother my mother in law wakes up at four o'clock in the morning to make baccala. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that is she is completely yeah. dedicated to the home. There's so much she change. Is an expert in homemaking because you you're spending thousands of hours of your life doing that. You're gonna get really good at it. And it, and it, it I think we we've lost our society has lost you know the the esteem for having that person dedicated to running your household. You, you know what? Those dedicated people are gone. That uh, men and women because they have to spend time doing something. Else. Right. The the dedication of that. You know, that's my husband. That's my wife. That that dedication is gone today. And it's not that it's gone because. It was something that they decided that we're not going to do it anymore. It just got lost yeah. along the way. Think of all the factors, you know, work, yeah. school, so uh, how many women are running a household now, how many, uh, you know, it, it, things have flip-flopped. It's, yeah. it's, you know, so many things. Because it's like we're, we're just changing so much. So, you know, while you're out doing these busy things, like, well, I'm out doing these things, like my nonna's making pasta fagioli. Right, home, right. to go home to that. Right. But once she's not there anymore, you're still busy. Yeah. And there's nobody making pasta fagioli at home anymore. But I'll tell you, there's nothing like getting a homemade plate of macaroni <laughs> with fried eggplant on oh top. God. Oh, my God. Uh, if I go to my mother's <laughs> house. There's nothing like it. Where are we going to lunch? <laughs> <laughs> but we all got to learn to do it. Otherwise, yeah. who's going to make it? I, my, my mother, I, my, I can go to my mother's house. If I give her 10 minutes that I'm coming, she's got food on the table. My mother-in-law, every time I go there, something comes out. My grandmother. But the truth is the world, it's, you know, it's not just us. It's not just our culture. It's not assimilation. But like you said, the the role has changed. What people need to do to make a living, frankly. I mean, oh, you, yeah, it's expensive. Uh, my grandfather worked in a factory in Queens and supported a family of five. Right. Like, you could never do it. Yeah. You, you could never do it today. You got you got a changing schedule for kids. These kids do all kinds of stuff. You got the phones and the emails. I, you know, what was it like to come home on a Sunday? Who can even remember? And not have to check on your work and really have it. And people don't go to church the same. I mean, people don't have time to be people anymore. And no. that's the strength of, I really believe the strength of who we are as a culture is I always say we're really good at being human. We're good at the little things, at family, food, art, music, the, the, the things that are gr- blessings in the human experience. And as the world becomes less and less hospitable to just being a human, it's harder and harder to keep the culture yeah. alive. A million percent. Yeah. It's clear to me that that you are in tribe with us, in that it's worth digging and it's worth preserving. Oh, and it's, it's worth definitely worth yeah. preserving. honoring. You know, oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. There's too yeah, much good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's listen. It's not going to die. It's never going to die. And like columns, it, right? Like, <laughs> like you know, columns. when you say columns, it, you'll watch history of the world. Yeah, of course. <laughs> when uh, Colin was for sale and they were in Rome, <laughs> yeah, that's what it reminds me of. That's true. <laughs> true. That's what my mother shops at those places. So yeah. when I'm saying columns, I just mean not like a like a Dork or Corinthian column because we like those. Yeah, yeah. But we really like Italians. We really like those. Like, what is the name for those little columns? The the little white ones with the rounded bottom. 
that they put all outside their house. You'll know it if oh, you you're see talking it. about the balustrades. There, there was there was a uh, there was a time period where every Italian American was redoing their house, and they were just stuccoing it and then putting those columns with the lions. Yeah, you talk about the, the like the, like almost like an altar rail in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like the ballast yeah. with the yeah, yeah, with yeah. the handrails on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's that's the mark. Oh, that's of what you art. want. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the Greeks too, but uh, you but know. No, but more like in a hundred years, it's like that that house will be. It's like That'll early, be archaeological evidence. Yeah, it's like oh, the Italian one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Early twenty first century Italian American, you know, decor. They'll be pulling them out from under. But you water. know what? It it might have gone away for right now and you do find your areas who still have it might have gone away for now and what's going to happen it's going to come right it's back around back, yeah. again it's amazing and it's it, because it always comes back like yeah. acid wash jeans yeah well yeah I kind of <laughs> I guess it's back it's back I know yeah, my, my wife always tells me what came back. I'm like, I, I don't know. I've been wearing the same. I look like uh, the Fiat Chrysler CEO. What's this? I got a <laughs> collar shirt and a, and a sweater on and jeans every day. So that's my uniform. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy you have any no, from no, from decor to heritage yes. to olives. You yeah, know. this is great. I, well, we need to rope all. everybody together. That's yeah. it. That's what we're here to do. That's and, and thank you for supporting the platform so much. Oh, and absolutely, being available to us, and thank oh, you yeah. for everything you're doing because yeah, I'm trying. We were all fighting the same fight. Yeah. So, Eric, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Eric Aramita. So it's E R I C E R E M I T A. That's the easiest way to find me. And then the clothing brands and everything kind of branches out from there. So you, you go on my page, you'll find everything from there. And that's the same way on Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Well, you got to look him up. If you're a fan, he's real nice. You could write to him and uh, let him know you heard uh, you the great answer. interview. Yes, I'll answer, answer you back. Yeah. yeah, I answer you back. And nice. may, maybe you run into him at uh, Casa Bovedetti, one of those car yeah, shows. Yeah, absolutely. We're out there. We're going to do a show from there once. we got to just figure out how oh, to do, that would do be, it. Oh, that would be yeah. awesome. We gotta we gotta I have a Fiat 500, 71. Really? Yeah. I, I drive a new one. I, I love Fiat. I want to get a Spider. That's my dream. Oh, cool. I just wanted a 66 Spider. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I hope everybody out there has enjoyed it. So from all of us at the Italian American Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. See that you're born an Italiano and your life will be great. See that you're born an Italiano 